This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Hope you guys had a great week uh, to end 2021. Uh, My week was very difficult, still kind of reeling from the emotions of the uh, the last few weeks, um, trying to gather some understanding so that in the new year that I could uh, be a little bit more prepared for the things that um, the things that are going to come against me. Like I always say, there's lessons in pain. So um, as I'm going through the emotions and going through the pain of the year, uh, I'm jotting down notes and also taking mental notes of how I felt with certain things and um, things that were said and or done um, different ways that uh, went wrong in the business or or what have you. Um, But yeah, this this last week, it just it, it was a struggle. Like I said, it was um, a lot of emotions just hit me like at once. Uh, I've been really trying to hold it together, uh, mentally and uh, just in general with everything that's going on and everything that's flowing through my mind. And, um, it's been difficult. It's been difficult. Like, y'all know, I, I, I'm very honest and open um, during our mental health checks. And, and, and this this uh, last part of the year has been very, very difficult. Um, my mind has uh, been challenged in so many different ways. And just being able to be here and, and continue these sessions and just gen- just in, in general, uh, uh, making it through the year, you know, uh, for me battling COVID, uh, my son battling COVID, uh, going through things at work, going through thing in rela- things in relationships, uh, the going through growing pains with the kids and, and, and them becoming who, you know, more and more who they're supposed to be. It just made for a rough year, rough end, uh, a rough uh, half of 2021. I'm so much death. Um, I still, like... Like I continue to say, it's like uh, every other episode, someone close to me um, has passed away from either COVID or just in general. And I still haven't really had the opportunity to fully grieve uh, Kennedy. Um, And so I do the best that I can to to grieve or when it you know, when it hits me, I allow it to hit me and. I, I I sit in that moment and I process it um, until it passes. Like I said before, I don't know how long, how many times. I don't know how how much this is going to affect me um, through the long run. But I just know that I miss my baby, and it's just it's really difficult to get through um, holidays knowing you know that she's not here, especially with uh, her passing uh, being on Christmas Eve. Um, so yeah, but it, it, it just, it made for a really, really difficult week. It really did. Uh, my, one of my goals, one of my goals for, for this year is, um, 
to have better weeks. Have more good weeks than bad, you know, and and being able to observe the good as well as the bad. Uh, I'm excited to get into 20, uh, 2022, like not because because I'm not a uh, I'm not a resolution person. Like I just life is too unpredictable. Like you, you we set these goals of all right, I'm gonna lose weight, and then you know you get sick or the gym closes or you know, life just gets in the way of that. Or you, you, there's always a possibility that the resolutions that you make, you won't stick to. And not because you don't want to stick to them, but just life is, life is unpredictable. So I just don't, I don't make resolutions. What I do, um, I just set goals. I just like, that's like, it's not one thing or two things or, you know, it's not a superficial thing that I am, uh, attempting to change, uh, is more so of a in-depth thing that I feel like, uh, I could be better at. Right. And so for me, I completely, I'm, I'm a person of reconstruction. Um, and it's not just an annual thing. If I've, if I feel like I'm fragile in a, in, in a space where, uh, I need to be stronger, like I, I I just I deal with the pain to get stronger. If I'm if I'm fragile in a space that I'm supposed to be fragile in there, I uh, accept it, right? Because uh, the whole goal is to be uh, vulnerable. The whole goal is to be expressive as possible, so that you're not holding that stuff in. Um, I am like this year. I want to make sure that people who listen to this these sessions understand the importance of therapy. And the importance of making sure that if you are struggling to a point of you are uh, uh, losing who you are, uh, the importance of actually seeing a professional and uh, if medicine is necessary, that you don't be ashamed to do it. Excuse me. Because um, this year I, ha- I have to be more. I'd be more intentional about what I'm saying on here, even though I normally am, but, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a person who like, I don't side with, with, with things for the sake of siding with it because it sounds nice or because that's the thing that's going on. Um, as usual, when I'm on here, I'm telling you from my perspective and, that feeling that I felt a few weeks ago of losing myself, it really triggered me to, it really triggered me to understand that we don't control what we think we control. And in knowing that you can say what you want to say about government, you can say what you want to say about, um, the history of, uh, what testing and and all this and experiments that was done on black people i i am aware of that i understand that i understand the fear in that but i also understand that um sea moss don't cure everything like there is instances that you need help and you need not to be afraid to get help you can feel how you want to feel. Um, for me, I'm a person of like, I could hold out, 
Like I, I hate hospitals. I hate, you know, doctors uh, in general, uh, more of a phobia because of what I've been through in my life. But I am on the side of if the natural things don't work, right? If, if, if the natural things, the supplements, the vegetables, the, if it don't work, I am on the side of, all right, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get help. Right. Cause a lot of times they say, you know, um, it's what you're eating that creates these chemical imbalances and stuff. So it's like, I'll change what I'm eating. Like, I don't have no problem with that. Um, I've heard people say if your sugar is, your sugar levels are, are too low or too high, it, it affects your mental and it affects your mood. I'm cool with all of that, right? I'm saying that once you do everything, once you're eating right, once you're exercising and all that, if things are still going on that you 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 need to to see someone, you, you got to do that. You owe it to yourself, especially if you have kids. You owe it to yourself to to do whatever it takes to stay in your right mind and, and don't follow the herd. Again, I understand. I hate testing. I hate uh I hate the idea that there could be a possible issue. There could be a, a possible agenda um with giving people medicines. And I, I understand. I do. But sometimes, like, like for me personally, I'm just not, how can I say this? I'm not prepared to die because how can I say this? Mm. I'm not prepared to die off of fear. And I think as I'm, as I'm seeing people post things, as I'm seeing videos of certain things, what I, what I'm getting is that, you know, that people feel and rightfully so that the government um, does tests on us and make examples of us and stuff like that. And yes, there's proof of that in some things, but it's not like all things, right? I mean, we, we put so much stuff in our bodies uh, anyway. So for me, when my mental start going, like I was against it at first. I was I was against it when when I got the diagnosis. I was against it because I'm like, nah, I ain't about to take no medicine. And I'm just being honest. I'm like, I'd rather you know, like I'd rather smoke weed. And I'm not a smoker like that. You know what I mean? Like not even like that. Um, I prefer to have a drink here and there. So I was willing to go. Like I, I was so against. Uh, uh, medicine in general that I'm like, now nah, I'll, 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 I'll rather find uh, a good cannabis strand that helps with anxiety, that helps with depression, yada, yada, whatever. I was so, I was against it. Right. But then I started thinking that I don't know these growers. I don't know what they're, what, what, what chemical they're putting in there to, 
to help with depression, to help with anxiety. And then I'm, I, I, it really hit me because if the government is involved, like if, if the idea is, I don't want to take medicine because I don't trust the government. Right. And I know it sounds like I'm going on a tangent, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here. So just stick with me. As I'm sitting here breaking down the year and my mental stuff and just everything in general, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, like, if I'm so against the government and the medicine and the things that they use and they have these records that I'm African-American and they're going to put something in my medicine, yada, yada, whatever, what's the difference in me taking an antidepressant from a, from a pharmacy than me smoking weed that the grower had to add something to, to help with depression and anxiety. Right? Like, or am I bugging? So, if I'm willing to go the cannabis route with a stranger that has to chemically alter the cannabis to to fit the need, right? Because there's no way that everything is 100% natural, but it has different effects that it, you know, one is for pain. Uh, uh, one is for migraines. One is for stress. One is for anxiety. There's no way that you're picking up just a one plant. And that's the goal. That's, that's the, the, the thing that helps. There's things that have to be added, Right. So why would I trust one and not the other when basically it's the same thing? It's essentially strangers and or government adding whatever they're going to add. So for me, it's easy. Like I'm like, it don't have to be weed. It don't have to be medicine. It could be both. It could be none. But I had to think about that. And I was really against that. Like my logic was what everyone else's logic was. Oh, they, 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 uh, uh, they tested stuff on us and used us as experiments and all of that. And I, that's how I was, but I was going crazy. The depression was hitting me so hard. The anxiety was hitting me so hard. And I, I'm, I'm like, man, like, yeah, when I, when, when, when I smoked certain strands, it was helping. But it made me really think about, like, I don't know these people. I don't know who grew that. I don't know what they put in there. So what's the difference between me doing that and being comfortable with it and me actually taking an antidepressant? And so this year, I want to I want to be up front and I want to be honest. I'm not here to, to demand and or... Uh, dictate how you handle your healthcare treatment. But for me, if I'm willing to randomly get cannabis that helps with anxiety, I have to be equally as prepared to take an uh, antidepressant. So again, 
if if the the cannabis works for you, cool. If it don't, you you need to go and see if there there's some type of medicine that that'll help you, because your mind, like they say, your mind is a terrible thing to waste. And I remember they used to say that when we was little, and it, was, it sounded so dumb. Like what? What are you talking about? Because they didn't they they never followed it up with anything. That was just like if you do drugs, your mind is gonna go. And so as I sat here and I was going through really like my mental for the week and, and my mental for the end of the year, I just really started understanding like this is all the matrix. You just have to pick and choose what what's important to you and what you're willing to sacrifice for certain things and and what you're what you're not willing to sacrifice for. For me, my mind, I, I can't lose it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I I felt what I felt for about two to three weeks. I felt outside of myself for two to three weeks. I can imagine people who are going through this and have been going through this their entire life and afraid to get medicines or afraid to to try cannabis. I can't. Listen, I was ready to do whatever it took. To regulate my mind. It was a scary feeling of uh, of not, not just not understanding. I felt lost. I felt outside of myself. I felt like I was outside of me looking in. And that's been bothering me all this month. Like it really like that's what's really making my 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 anxiety go up. It's messing with uh, the depression. Like. Like what happened? What triggered that? And so I had to be I, I had to be understanding with myself and say, OK. You have to remove the time frame. Uh, you have to remove time frames in general as a result to the changes needed in your life. Like uh Everything is give it a give it a couple of days, give it a couple of weeks, uh, give it a couple of months, and you stick by that because that's what the natural or that's what the consensus says. The consensus says to wait this long for this, wait this long for that. Sometimes them time frames are estimates. A lot of times them them time frames are, are estimates, and you have to be able to say, "Yo, it's not working for me. I feel it. It's not working." And you have to be honest with yourself. See, a lot of us, especially men, we 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 fear weakness. We're scared to tell someone, "Hey, this not working." It, it, like I I feel the way, and I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do, but my mind feels weird. My emotions feel uh, uh, worse. My mental was not okay because immediately you get looked at as you're weak. You get looked at as you're crazy. Um, then people start saying, see, you, you did me like that because you, you going through emotional stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm very, I'm, I'm very much, uh, uh, attentive in how I respond to things. Like I like when I'm going through something, knowing that my mental is the way that it is, I'll stop and I'll focus on that one thing to make sure that my responses or 
or, or responses that I meant to give. It goes back to when I used to drink super duper heavy and people used to be like, oh, uh, I said that because I was drunk. I said that like I'm very big on knife. I said that, that I, I, I said that. I'm sure I didn't mean it to be offensive, but if it was, I said that. And I'm going to deal with the consequences of that. So it go that so it, so that's how I apply this with the things that I'm going through mentally. If I respond to you something, I'm never going to tell you who I responded that way because I was having a, a about like it was heavy depression. It was heavy. No, if I said that and I responded to you, I stopped And I focused on what I needed to respond. A lot of us don't have, like a lot of us are past that point to where we, we, we can't, we don't have the willpower no more to, 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 to apply all of our thoughts and all of our emotions to that thing, to give a, a response because of how we're looked at. A lot of us just rather deal with it in silence. I'm not dealing with it in silence. I'm not. I don't care who's around. I don't care who's the response to. Uh, I'm just not. Because I saw what it does to me. I saw how how it affects who I am, how it affects my responses to people, which in turn messes up the energy around me. And no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not about to walk on eggshells for you to walk on gold. Just not. If I feel away, I'm going I'm I'm a feel away. And I say that because I I don't have drama. I don't. I I isolate before anything becomes an issue. Right? And I know people, oh that's running away and that's this, that's that. No, that's me understanding that my time is valuable. That's me understanding that when I say um, hit me up Poetic Properties on Twitter, Poetic Properties Podcast on uh, IG, leave a message on YouTube. That's me understanding like I'm, I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm prepared to have that that conversation. I'm not going to let you scare me into being open or not. I'm not going to let you scare me into anything. I'm not a fearful person as a result to that. And I had to get over that and I had to understand that it was fear that that kept. It was fear that kept me from really understanding and and accepting that, wait, this is a real thing. Like whatever's going on with my mental, this is a this is a real thing. And I have to be very aware of how I'm handling it. I have to be very aware of who I'm allowing in to my personal space. Again, these sessions on this podcast are for y'all. Whoever watches these sessions and gets something from it, that's who it's for, right? When I watch back, excuse me, I'm included in the y'all because when I watch back, I hear something different than when I'm, when I'm actually speaking it, right? And so I had to understand that through going through my, my mental health check for the week. And I'm just like, man, I feel I, I, I feel like this is like I can control it to a certain extent. But being honest with myself, at certain moments that my mood is so 
strong at just being blob that I just can't. And those are the times that I have to just lay down. Those are the times that I just have to understand. Uh, it's not a me thing. It's not a you thing. I just need to isolate. Like it's certain times that I'm going through certain things mentally. And I have to tell my kids, yo, today is a rough one. I'm going to be in my room for a minute because I want them to understand that it's okay to have those rough days with any emotion, not because you have mental stuff going on, but with any emotion, anger, happiness, like if you want to and need to have that for yourself, it's okay. And they need not to be ashamed of it. They need not to, not to fear. Um, but yeah, just this, this, this week was a, uh, was a little bit more frustrating because it was me just kind of pulling everything from the year and, uh, and trying to analyze and see what I wanted to do differently, um, as a result to my mental health, as a result to my parenting, as a result to my business, like just pulling all that for, uh, for the year really made for a very hard week. It really made for a very hard week. Um, so that's why I, I came up with myself to be, to remove, to remove time frames, right. Um, as a result to how I maneuver because time is, is omnipresent, right? Time is everywhere. Time is all things everywhere, no matter how you slice it. And so if I'm looking for, or, okay, how can I put it? So when you were doing, when the idea is I want to get in better shape, right? We always have a time frame. We always have a, um, I'm going to do a 30 day ab workout or I'm going to do a 60 day yada, yada, whatever. And sometimes you'll, you'll do your best for that 30 days. You'll stick to the program for that 30 days and it doesn't work. And then now you're discouraged. You're discouraged, not because it didn't work. You discouraged that it didn't work in the time frame that, uh, that you put on it. And the reason you put the time frame on it is because that's what, you know, some, a lot of times, the name is, or the name indicates the day. So if it, if, if one person got abs in 30 days or one person lost this much in 60 days or 90 days or whatever, and, and they're saying, this is what I did. Like this, this is, this is what you should do for that 90 days. And then you do that and it doesn't work. It's discouraging. Why? Because you accepted that time frame. Uh, you didn't really analyze that that's what they did and that's what worked for them. This might not work for you, right? That that 60 days might need to be 120 days because maybe your body handles this food differently or uh, your metabolism is like this or like that. And so you have to not be afraid to stop and be able to reconstruct that plan and then start again. A lot of times we're frustrated because of time frame. We want everything to we want everything to be right now. We want everything to be in the moment that we that we 
think about the idea or that we have the plan and we want it right now. And that's not how it works. Like that's, that's something that I've been dealing with for, uh, the last two years in regards to the business, right? Like the first year I just, I was learning. Uh, I, I was learning. I wanted to get a foundation of just how to ship stuff, uh, what to design, what works, what doesn't work, yada, yada, whatever. And I was fine with that. But it was frustrating because I'm like, man, I got this idea. I got that idea. And um, I kept adding and taking away from the store. And it was just like I was going to frustrate myself. Because I started seeing people. Excuse me. I started seeing people. Um, I started seeing people's uh be insulting, not to me, but to other people. And I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta find it. I gotta find a, uh, I gotta find a style for the store. I gotta find this and I gotta leave it that way. Right. And I did that like that whole first year, the whole first year I was just so not necessarily indecisive, but I was just trying to make it look visually appealing to me. Um, as a person who is a minimalist, uh, especially visually, and like I get distracted easy. So I was trying to make it, I was trying to make it as simple as I can make it, but cool. And there's nothing was fitting, nothing was fitting. But I had I had decided on one and I had left it, but I really didn't like it. But because like somebody reviewed the site and was like, oh, that's cool. Just change the font. That worked perfect. This is what the this is what uh, kind of everybody is using. This is the typical font. This, that and the other. I left it like that. And then I didn't get any I didn't get any sales, any traffic and anything. At least when I was changing it a million times, I was getting some type of traffic. So still, I left it alone. Because I was so stuck on the time frame that somebody else was giving me, right? And that first year, I was I was just I was moving like I was having resolutions, right? And all right, well this this month I want to like I'm gonna do this. This month I'm gonna do that. And in actuality, there should have been complete reconstruction, reconstruction of the idea that I have to listen to this person who, quote unquote, reviewed the site and said, oh, these this this is what the other sites are doing and yada, yada, whatever. I get that. Cool. But I'm not the other sites. I'm certain that my mission and my 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 uh, my reason for being in business is not the same as theirs. Like, yeah, we all have the same idea of. Uh, we want to make money, but a lot of people look at the t-shirt business or the hoodies and, and, and jogging. So a lot of people look at that as a hustle, right? And for me, I do not. Yeah, I want to make money from it and I, and because it's a business, but for me, it's more of, like I said before, the, the, the logo of... Both of my logos have meaning, right? Uh, my my company logo, the infinite, infinitely complex production logo, it is the idea that no matter, like I always say, no matter the, the darkest, we got to get to the light. That infinity symbol 
is the indication of just to continue, like continue going, keep trying. Whatever is meant for you is meant as long as you keep going. My Peacefully Flawed logo is the tree of life. It's more than a hoodie. It's more than sweats. It's more than cups. It's, it's more than that. It's something that I want to be identifiable to everyone that we are all peacefully flawed. We all go through these things and uh, that a lot of people don't understand. We all have these flaws that we are afraid of. But we have to reconstruct our mind to understand those flaws are lessons that make us who we are. We got to get we we have to get out of that fear of being flawed. We have to get out of that fear that people are going to see us differently if they they know our wrongs. We have to get 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 out of that. There's nobody on earth that is 100% right and there's no one on earth that's 100% wrong. You have to be able to to stop and just understand that for yourself. Like I told you guys, I think it was last week or the, or, or the week before. You get lost in the comments of social media when you see uh, your idea, not your specific idea, but like when you see people talk about something that you do, right? Like last week or the last couple of weeks, I've been seeing, you know, people like we're going to go to the black community and confiscate the podcast microphones, I guess, because people are because of the content people are releasing. And then you see people um, like you see just a, a, a thread of, of people just agreeing. Like it's so many podcasts and it's so much like everybody doesn't deserve an opinion and yada, yada, whatever you see that. And even though you have nothing to do with that, like I've never received any type of uh, disrespect on any of my my posts for the podcast. And I'm grateful for that. I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm better than anybody. I don't think I'm worse than anybody. I just think that my podcast is different. Um and so when I saw that, it's like, dang, like, will I ever, will, will, will my views and, and, and listens ever go up because there's so many podcasts, because there's so many people that have that idea that too many people have a podcast, right? I'm human. So I think about that. But in my mental reconstruction, I'm like, since I was little in the 80s. There's always been multiple chicken spots, Chinese food spots, nail salons, grocery stores, liquor stores, and churches on the same block. And if not in the, if not on the same exact block, literally within walking distance of each other. And they all make money. They all have a following. They all have people who are 100% loyal to that church, 100% loyal to, uh, I'm, I'm only eating Popeye's. I'm not messing with Church of Chicken. I'm only eating Church of Chicken. I'm not messing with KFC. There's uh, people who, like, McDonald's ain't never lost a dollar to Burger King. Burger King has never lost a dollar to McDonald's. So it's preference, Right. 
And I guess only people, the only people to understand that is the, the millionaires and, and, and billionaires. Because when you look at regular people like myself, there's always that argument that at what everybody else is doing. There's always that, you know, it's too many of this, it's too many of that. But it's, it's my, like I... The idea that there there could only be one podcast, the idea that there could only be one T-shirt company, the idea that there could be only one entrepreneur, like that's dumb to me. But that's what I get when I when I see those those comments. And as an entrepreneur who does podcasts, who does uh, sell T-shirts, it's it, it hits you because you're human. But that's a resolution mind state. Like for me, I have to, I, I got to reconstruct the way that I that I'm viewing these comments, the way that I'm uh, interpreting them. Because at the end of the day, I'm not doing none none of the podcasts that they mentioned. I'm, I'm not doing none of that. Like n- n- the things that I sell on my site. They have a meaning. It's not simply just sayings. These are these are mantras. These are things that that have helped. These are things that people uh, uh, that I've dealt with that have come across me that have purchased for me. These are things that have helped them just to stay just to stay focused on certain things. That tree of life means something to to people other than myself. The understanding of what peacefully flawed is, it means something to to the people who support me. It, it, it means something to them like it means to me, because it's more of an understanding of when I get this garment. It's not necessarily about the garment. It's the value that that tree of life adds to that garment, because attached to that is the message of no matter the darkness, get to the light. Attached to that is, look, it may not go your way, but patience, purpose, order. So it's things that come along with that. So a while ago, I kept saying, build your name, build your name, build your name. And I'm learning that I was saying that for me, but I was posting it for somebody else. Because everything that we have, everything comes from the same materials. I seen someone selling the exact same thing as me for almost triple the price. And people were purchasing it because they were able to build their name. So for whatever reason, you feel like that hoodie or that pair of sweats or those joggers or those shoes are worth the same, even though the next person makes the same exact, uh, or, or not the same exact, but makes uh, items of that nature, same exact material, but they haven't built their name. And so I had to reconstruct my mind. These people that that are being negative, these people that are saying that uh, it's a podcast everywhere or uh, we need to take all these T-shirt machines because everybody and their mama got this. And my response to that all 2022 is going to be, you are absolutely right. 
there is a lot of podcasts out there. There is a lot of t-shirt companies out there. Which one do you support? Because if you just saying that it's a lot of them out there and you haven't listened to a podcast, what good is that opinion? If you're saying it's a lot of t-shirt companies out there, but you don't have one company that, that you actually support or you even know what the company is about, what good is that opinion? And I had to understand that. I had to get out of that resolution mind state and get into a reconstructive mind state and say, okay, cool. This is social media. There, like a lot of social media is one person having a real opinion of something, whether good or bad. And then hundreds of thousands of people's a hundred hundreds of thousands of people agreeing with that idea because they saw the other hundreds of thousands of people agree. A lot of people don't feel like that. Nine times out of 10 people on them post besides the originator, they're just saying that to get traffic. And I have, I, I have to understand that. And I hope other people understand that it's uh, other entrepreneurs, other people who, um, are authors, other people who do poetry, who do poetry albums, who are selling items, doing podcasts. If you know that you know you're giving your best effort, it don't matter. It doesn't. I started this podcast, first episode, picking up the pieces. The intent of the podcast was uh, for me to do a poem. That was the intent of the podcast for me to do a poem and say, you know, this is why I wrote the poem or this. Yeah, this is why I wrote the poem. This is where I was at because I don't I can't find any like poetry podcasts. But then I started really like. I started really. Understanding that sometimes the thing that you that that you assume is your purpose uh, and is your gift. is opening door for the next gift. And so the, I never, that poem never came in that first episode. I don't even think the second episode I attempted one. But the poetic properties is because the elements of poetry. And it doesn't necessarily, it, it, it doesn't necessarily, uh, uh, it's not necessarily poetry in general. It's just the pieces of it. Why I kept the name poetic properties. Right. Because essentially poems are made up of so many different things. As a human being, we're made up of so many different things. And so that's why I keep the name. So as I'm as I'm seeing comments, as I'm uh, just being human and hearing and and understanding. It doesn't bother me when people say everybody got a podcast. It doesn't bother me when people say everybody has a t-shirt, a t-shirt brand. What bothers me is that that used to get to me. What bothers me is that somebody that hasn't come to the same conclusion as me is going to see that and they're going to give up. 
they're going to see that and, and, and say, dang, I'm not going to get support because everybody has this. Everybody has that. But I want to encourage you to, to reconstruct your mind to understand that what is meant for you is meant for you. Your tribe is going to come. Just keep doing it. This podcast has, has been, it's been slow. But now it's, it's in front of people who, who need it. I was getting one view, two views. I still didn't stop. I'm still not going to stop. Because there's people out here that, that are looking for this and they, they don't, they just don't know it yet. I know it's not a fun podcast. I know I don't uh, do jokes. I know I don't have guests. I know I don't talk about current events and stuff like that. All that stuff is funny. All that stuff is cool. I do personally listen to podcasts that uh, offer that because I'm human and you need a variety, but I'm not here for that. I'm here to make sure that men are aware that they are, they are good with being vulnerable. I'm here to make sure that they understand that being vulnerable does not make them weak. I'm here to make them understand that it is okay Quit listening to these these uh, societal standards that say you can't cry, that you can't be vulnerable, that you can't express uh, your your flaws. I'm here to create a level of understanding like from everybody. I'm all inclusive. I don't care what's going on, what you are, what color you are, but it's important for me to to. Get out there that it's okay to be vulnerable. No one's saying cry every day. No one's saying, you know, uh, like like my kids say, no, no one telling you to be a whiny baby. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is holding that stuff in is going to kill you. Holding that stuff in is going to tear your mind up and you're going to be lost because you are afraid to be who you are. I'm I'm learning that as I'm going through my emotional roller coaster. Right? It don't make me weak. One, because I can't control it. It's not like I'm waking up like, oh, I want to cry. I want to No. Like if 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 it was that easy, I wouldn't do it. Not because I'm afraid to cry because who want to cry and have snot in like, ugh, yeah. But if it was that easy, I would choose not to cry. But the refreshing feeling I get after crying gives me so much strength. The refreshing feeling after I, uh, that I get after writing a poem and writing my emotions out, I can't even explain it. A resolution is a band-aid. We got to stop doing that. We have to. Stop putting band-aids on stuff. Let that shit heal. Like for me, I nah, bro, ain't no resolution. We're going to air this thing out. We're going to let it heal properly. We're going to move on. We're going to deal with the pain, the irritation, the itch. Like that, like the idea of an open wound healing, right? It's the same thing we go through emotionally. It's shock. 
it's pain, it's irritation. Then when it scab up and, and, and you get that visual of it, right? And now you just pick at it. That's how life is. That's how life is. No more resolutions. No more band-aids, yo. Like, let's start healing. Let's start being able to, to offer opportunities for people to heal. Let's be open. Like, life is more than on social media. Let's, let's be there for our partners. Let's understand our partners, even if it hurt. Even if it hurt. If you do somebody wrong, just... You have to be willing to, to apologize if necessary. Even if that means you never get to talk to that person again after that apology. Take that as a lesson. We have to start rebuilding. We have like, I, it's so much of, of tearing down, but not enough of building up. And for me, what I'm going through mentally, I can't handle it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. One of my flaws is if I'm hurt, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt at first, right? But if I say leave me alone and, I, and, 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 and I'm trying my best to be peaceful and you keep going, one of my flaws is that now it's all anger. I'm, I'm all gas, no brinks, all anger. I am peaceful as I am on this podcast. I am uh, willing to learn and willing to teach like this, like in real life, this is who I am. But my flaw is that I do have a, a, a anger issue when pressed. This is why I isolate. I'm not trying to act like I'm big and I'm bad and, and I'm known for knocking people out or this, that, and the other, but I have a bad temper. I've learned how to control that temper by reconstructing the way that I think because everything is not a fight. Everything is not a cuss out. It's a lesson in everything. And I had to understand that. I had to teach myself to understand that what came along with that. I had to understand that's ego that presses you to do that because ain't nobody going to punk you. And ain't nobody going to think you a bitch, but you're not learning nothing. It's so many times that I should have swung on people that I didn't. Because I needed to see what, what was going on. There's so many people, there's so many times that I have just living out here in general and the things that when I, when I first came out here, not knowing what area to live in, yada, yada, whatever, getting into fights. When I first came, I'm a grown man with a kid. What am I doing fighting? But I'm in a new area and I'm not no punk. I knew nothing about gun laws out here. Uh, it's an open carry. Like I knew, I didn't know any of that. I'm just going off what I know from back home. And so you tripping. So now it's time to fight. But I had to reconstruct that. Because I was just putting a bandaid on it. Oh, it's a new area. It's this, it's that. I had to reconstruct my way of thinking. Where I'm grown. If I'm not fighting, if not, if I'm not fighting to protect my family, uh, get out of here. If I'm not fighting to protect my property, get out of here. I'm not fighting you over no color. I'm not fighting you over the 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 color of your skin. 
get out, bro, get out of here. But I had to stop with the, I had to stop with the fake healing. This year, uh, I don't want to be so violent. I don't, nah, it ain't about that. It's about you saying mentally, I'm not about to be out here fighting. I'm not about, I'm not going to be out here doing this. It's about you being open with yourself and, and understanding the, the, the need if that's what you want in your life. Cause some people, it, some people are with it, period. Like that's just, that's, that's how they came in this world and that's how they going to go out and that's their prerogative. I don't judge them. I know people like that. It is what it is. But for me being a father, that changed for me. I don't got. I, I I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Like life is too unpredictable to be out here being reckless. You've lived too much life and gained too much wisdom not to understand how to apply it. Again, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I think that I've just I, six, seven, eight years ago, I had come to my point to where I was like, it's time to reconstruct. I don't like how I don't like how I'm feeling. I don't like being angry all the time. I don't like feeling like the world is against me. I want to know so that when I react and I respond to things and I isolate, I'm doing it with purpose. I don't want to lash out. I want to understand what's happening so that I could deal with that emotion so that I could deal with that person and that it, it, it could be done. I said many a time before the immature version of me is when you disrespect me, I'm going to disrespect you back. This is why my adult relationships are the way that they are. Once you make me feel less than and and you continue to demean me my mind shuts off like all right cool i'm not about to tell you we broke up i'm not about to tell you bye i'm done because there's certain things that you don't say and or do in a relationship if you so-called love a person but i had to re i had to reconstruct my mind yeah that like i should have said we broke up Instead of just never seeing you again. Or I should have said we broke up instead of um, just moving on to the next relationship. But in my mind, if you feel like what you just said to me, you feel like you can disrespect me and 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 talk to me like that and do me like that. The relationship is already over for you. I'm not about to beg you. Don't, what you said to me is how you truly feel no matter what I'm going through. No matter what I'm trying to do, no matter what I'm trying to show you, no matter what I'm trying to get us to. But I had to reconstruct my mind. All right, cool. So now I'm gonna make you aware. Look, this is this is what's going on. If it doesn't change, you'll never see me again. If this doesn't change, you'll never talk to me again. Simple as that. Because now I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put a bandaid over the pain. I'm leaving that jaw open. 
because I want to feel every stage of, of that open wound. I want to I want to see the white meat. I want to see the blood. I want to uh, I, I want to have to clean that up. Because everything is not the other person's fault. That blood that that spills, you done that too. So I want to I want to see it. it. Whatever I whatever I caused, I want to see it. Whatever you done to me, I want to see it. I want to see the full process. I want to go through the irritation. I want to go through the hurt. I want to go through the healing, and I want to go through the overcoming. Because it's necessary for growth. It's necessary so that we can get to the next stage of our life so that we cannot uh, take this situation and these emotions into the next venture of our life. A lot of times we, we, we deal with, with, uh, with business partners and relationships and friendships and we carry those things to the next relationship. And it always messes up the, the friendship. It always messes. It always does. And so for me, I'm like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to move, uh, I don't want to move this emotion to the friendship. I don't want to move this emotion to the next relationship. I told you last, the, the last relationship that, that, that I was in, that was it for me. I had to stop. I had to stop. Because I realized I kept having resolutions in the next relationship. All right, that's what that's what happened with that one. This is what I'm gonna do with this one. Yada yada whatever. Instead of bro, heal. You hurt, you don't even know it. You trying your best and giving your all. And yeah, you have flaws, and yeah, you have you have reacted to certain things. But bro, that in, in, in when it, as a result to your relationship, you you've been done wrong. It's not you. It's not you that initiates this pain. It is you that reacts. It is you that that is not adult enough to say, hey, that hurt my feelings enough for me to leave you. And if you don't stop, I'm going to be gone. You just left. In certain situations, you did, hey, this make me feel like this, yada, yada, whatever. And instead of sticking on that, because now your your partner, oh, that's drama, you drama, you extra, you this. Now it's like, dang, I don't want her to think that I'm drama. Like, I really love her. I really love her. So now, instead of you speaking your peace, you hold your tongue, but you're miserable. So I had to reconstruct. The reconstruction of that is willing to be by myself. The reconstruction of that is willing to be a single parent. I'm done with Band-Aids. I'm done with Band-Aids. Because at the end of the day, they're irritating. They leave behind a residue. Like, you got to change it, like, every day or every couple hours because then it gets the little, the little, uh, uh, the black lint balls around it. Like, no. The band aid's supposed to help. And they're supposed to add more. It's not supposed to add more pain. It's not supposed to add more residue, more, more negative feelings, more things for you to clean up that you're not responsible of putting there. I'm responsible for what your emotions are. I'm not responsible for how, how you feel within yourself. I'm responsible for not taking you for granted. I'm responsible for making sure I'm not adding extra stress to you. 
That's what I'm responsible for. And that's the understanding that comes with going through stuff. That's the understanding that comes with being able to 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 sit down and and pull from yourself the idea of putting a band-aid on everything. That don't get old. Like in a lot of times the band-aid don't even work. You gotta get gauze and you gotta get a wrap. You got and it's it, nah, let me see. Let me let me let me go through that. Let me let me go through that pain. Let me go through that irritation. Let me go through that understanding. Let me go through that overcome. Because at the end of the day, yeah, I might get cut again. But I'm not gonna get cut in the same way. I'm gonna know how to 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 heal that cut. I'm going to know what to do. I'm going to know what works. I'm going to know what doesn't work. I'm not I'm I'm not being blind to 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 things anymore. I'm not being afraid to take the business in a different way. I'm not being afraid to change the podcast set to make it cooler and calm for for these sessions. I'm not I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say no to things and, and, and stand on it. it. I don't care about what feelings get hurt or not get hurt. Like if, if it's a no, it's a no. I'm not giving explanations on the no. I'm just not. And we have to be okay with that. We have to be, we, we have to be fine with doing everything that we possibly can to be who we're supposed to be, to, to stand on what we're supposed to stand on. Like you have no idea what your presence is going to do for generations to come. You have no idea what, what impact you are truly having on your kids that they're going to pass to their kids and, and so on and so forth. You have no idea whether good or bad. Whether good or bad. And so we have to be 100%. We have to be close to 100% true of who we're supposed to be at all times. It doesn't matter. The way to get there is start with these resolutions. Start understanding that reconstruction is necessary. Sometimes you got to build something up and you have to be the one to say, man, I, I built this thing from the ground up, but this shit is not working. And you have to be able to tear it down. It doesn't matter who think it is working. There's one thing that that I learned. Um, and even though I don't listen to to uh, the podcast anymore, um, Joe Button used to talk about not really caring so much about numbers or not caring about the appearance of numbers because uh, of the analytics, right? That was his, that was his big thing. Like companies won't give him the full analytics and yada, yada, whatever. And so I never understood it. I never understood what the big deal was. I never, I never did. And I'm not a big social uh, social media person, uh, but I had got this uh, I had got this uh, app 
and show me like how many times people were on my page, uh, what they were, uh, not what they were looking at, but, uh, how many times a particular post made an impression, yada, yada, whatever. Um, and I was like, whoa, right? Because in the open, it's 12 likes, one like, zero like. But on the back end, it's reached hundreds of people. And it goes back mentally to what me and my brother talk about. Like, nobody wants to be the first to support. No one wants to be, uh, we we have a, a running uh, inside joke of, uh, you got to get in on the ground floor and nobody wants to get in on the ground floor. I had to really like it, like that changed my perspective on what I'm doing with this podcast, uh, how the store appears to look that changed my, my whole perspective on people are understanding that People are going to watch. And even though in their mind, they're not supporting, but that view is going to help me. You don't have to purchase anything. I, I got a job. As much as I want to let this, my creative side, be what takes care of my family, I have a job, Right? My only thing is like things that I, the thing that I'm passionate about is my poetry and this podcast. When I look at the numbers versus the interaction, I'm good. This is why I say stay consistent, keep going. This is why I continue to get up and do what I do. This is why I still post stuff every day for uh, uh, for Peacefully Flaw. No, I'm not balling out of, out of the gym. But I see y'all looking. And I understand that. That band-aid at first, I kept like, oh, man, well, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to to get them to purchase something? What do I need to do to get them to interact with the post? I start when I saw that and realized that one like was actually ten views. For me, the currency is that you took that time to look. Laughter turns into intrigue turns into support. I said that and I believe that without a shadow of a doubt and consistency and being able to reconstruct the plan and fit it to what you need it to be is going to get you in place so that creativity will not. You have to start understanding what time is and what time needs to be for you. You need to bend it to your will. Like right now, I'm struggling with knowing better days are ahead, but not being there in in the physical time, right? 
I have so many ideas that I have, like, I have my, my business plans. And I have so many ideas that I've noted down and, and that I'm prepared to do. But it's timing. And I sit down and then I, oh, I get so anxious, like, oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And it, it creates so much chaos in my mind. And it shouldn't, but because I know, like, I know, I know, I know, I know that these plans are going to do exactly what I want them to do. It's not like this is uh, a, a, a person outside of me is going to look at this and not see how big it is because it's not, it's probably not big to them. But for me and what I'm trying to accomplish and where I see because uh, my brother says always attach the end goal. The the things that I'm going to implement or attempting to implement when the time is right are going to put me in the position that I need to be to start focusing on that end goal. Right. The anxiety that comes with that is somewhat of a hindrance, and it's uh, it's it's discouraging sometimes because it's like, man, I don't, I don't want to come up with no more ideas because, uh, I'm waiting on this or I'm waiting on that. Like, I know I need marketing, uh, uh, for the pod. I know I need marketing for the clothes, yada, yada, whatever, like professional, right? Because it's a good brand. And I'm like, mm, so as I'm researching this and I'm researching that, like I'm coming up with different things, um, as a whole, I'm coming up with different things for, you know, poetic properties, like to go outside, you know what I mean? To, to the, like the actual poetry to actually, uh, perform and, 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 and like, I have so much, but the timing is not right for me. The timing is not right. It's, I have so much going on. I have so much going on. I have things that I need to do. Like for me, I, when I say patience, purpose, order, I mean it. Because if I do one thing out of line, as a result to my ideas, that messes up everything. And me being a person of reconstruction, one of my main uh, uh, obstacles is getting over the fact that when one thing is out of place, it doesn't kill the whole plan. For me right now, that's how my mind operates. Like, I, I mean, I'm talking to the smallest thing. To the smallest thing, like, uh, uh, if 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 my goal is to to work on the business, do clerical stuff, uh, take notes, yada yada, whatever, and then I have to go to the store or uh, I have to go take the kids somewhere, that ruins my whole day. I don't know why I don't like my, that's just how my mind is. Now I have to go lay down and do a complete restart to get back on track. And a lot of times that, that restart doesn't kick in to the next day. So knowing that it's like, Oh, I just like the plan is right here. The plan like it's, it's right at the tip of my tongue, but I have to be patient. Just like, I know I'll never forget Kennedy. 
I don't know when the pain of not having her will minimize because it's so strong within me. Like I miss my baby. The idea that better days are coming in regards to minimalizing the pain that I feel, the anxiety of when creates another level of hindrance. And so I'm stuck in this this repetitive cycle of knowing the day, like it's coming. If I can just if I can continue to wake up every day, the better days are coming. They're there. It's, it's already it's already set. My story is already whatever is meant to be. So if I can just keep on waking up every day, I'm going to get there. But every day that I wake up and I'm not there. It's more chaos. It's more confusion. And I understand that. I understand it. So I got to meditate more. Like I got to increase my meditation time. I got to, you know, increase my tea time. I got to increase my reading time. You know, things that bring me peace, things that calm me down. Um, I notice that when I'm in my moments of anxiety and I do certain things, it's like, it's like Pong. It's like anxiety hits, but... I'm creating a hoodie. Uh, depression hits, but uh, I, I'm writing a poem. Anxiety tries to double down. Uh, I'm taking podcast notes. And so I have to keep fighting it that way. Like right now in my house, like I can't have, like I can't have complete silence. Like something has to be going on. Um, whether it's uh, my diffuser, my diffuser, I hear the little buzz for myself. Uh, whether it's a fan, whether it's uh, music, like I just silence is so extremely loud to me. And I have to like it, it, it I, I, I ha- I, it, noise is necessary because of the conflict I'm having with knowing better days are ahead, but not me, not being there in physical time. Like I had a dream uh had a dream the other day and I was a passenger and I don't know why it was like this long road like from Mexico to wherever like it, it just was really really weird right and the person I was driving like it, it was it was me and I like I, it was kids in the car but I couldn't see the kids face and then it was a driver in the pasture, I was in the back, right, with the kids, and I kept, I kept looking back, and I kept saying, man, you got to slow down, you got to slow down, and as we're passing, as we're passing stuff, I'm seeing, like, a crazy house, right, and then it's a bunch of trees, then I'm seeing police, and it's, you know, like a bunch of nowhere, a bunch of nothing. And I'm seeing all these these things of danger. And this person is just speeding, speeding, speeding. I'm like, you got to slow down. and You have to take account for this stuff. You got to figure out what's going on. This is what I'm saying in a dream. I'm, I'm like yelling at the driver. And I'm like, you got to slow down. And 
the person driving said, look, if we could just get right here, we're going to be good. And I'm like, I'm telling you, you have to slow down. We have to figure out what this is. And, and the dream, like, it's one of them dreams that I could feel. And I, I know it was important for me because it, I remembered it even days after, even days after I had it. And I was like, all right, let me write this down. So I'm yelling at the driver, yo, you have to slow down. Whatever reason you're doing this, it's not going to work. And kept saying, I got to get here. We can just get past this train, get past this train. And I said, I'm telling you, if you don't slow down and figure out what these obstacles are, if you don't figure out what's going on, like, it's not going to be good. And I'm, and, and I'm telling the kids, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And we're approaching the train. And the, the train is on a on a bridge with a with a curve. The thing is, is I could see the curb and the driver could not. So I'm yelling like slow down, slow down. The driver was just looking at the train. And in the dream, like clear as day, we barely get past the train. And the moment the driver says, see, the car hits the curb goes into water this is where dream gets weird you know it has to that's just how dreams work so the car hits the bottom of the lake whatever and the driver kept like trying to pull it and I kept saying like oh stop we got to get the kids. Stop. We got to get the other passenger. And the driver kept shaking the car. But each time the car was shaken, it folded. And I mean like uh, uh, like those, um, when you take the car to, to the junkyard and they, they compress it or whatever and then stack it, it was like that. But it was just, it kept getting folded very neatly. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And I'm like, you can't, you, you, you can't keep doing that. And by the time I, I, I went to like, try to get the other four people out of the car, it was folded neatly like a sheet. And I looked at the driver and I woke up. Right. Sometimes the people you were following and the people that you care for to lead you are leading you into a neatly wrapped box of chaos. A neatly packaged room of pain. And it's imperative that you understand when you are to lead, when you are to follow, and when you are to completely stay away from something or someone. That dream has affected me in a way that I have to study how to lead more. I have to be prepared to 
to decipher and discern, is this the right thing that I should be following? Because as a leader, if I'm teaching you properly, right? You should be able to tell me, hey, I don't think you should do that. And my response as a teacher would not be, you don't tell me nothing, because if I'm teaching you right, you have sound mind. You have wisdom as well. You have like, and, and even if I'm not teaching you right, you have perspective. So as a leader, you still have to be willing to see the perspective of another person that is also with that is in line with you. I told y'all as far as perspective goes with other people, like uh, as a result to me as a human being and the stories that are being told about me or whatever is being said about me, I'm not listening to your perspective. But if I'm leading you and you have accepted me to, to be a part of your mental health journey, a part of your poetry journey, a part of your friendship journey. And, and, and I'm saying leading loosely, I should be able to have a conversation with you. You should be able to say, Hey, I don't think that's going to work. And as a leader, I should be able to, to say, all right, what do you think? Why? Because We've been teaching each other back and forth. I say all the time, you have to you have to follow before you lead. But if we are actually teaching and learning from each other, who's the leader? I had to reconstruct my mind to understand that we are both the leader. There's going to be times to where I'm going to need to follow you because you see it clearer than me, but there's times that you're going to need to follow me because I see it clearer than you. And that's why it's important to stop having these resolutions, these band-aids and actually reconstruct because uh, a resolution would say, I'm the leader you're still wrong. A reconstruction would say, you know what? You have knowledge of that right there. And mine is limited. So I'm going to need you to, to, to take the helm and be okay with it and remove your ego and be at peace with that. I talk about isolation a lot because it's, it's important. But what's also equally as important is if you are choosing to be around people, if you are choosing to be a part of a group that there's like like you're like minded, like you understand health, you understand finance, you understand entrepreneurship, you understand science, you understand cooking. Like it's imperative that that you know those things. That you are like minded in those things. So that everybody could move forward. Yeah, it's fun to laugh. It's fun to be cool. It's fun. Like all that's cool and all. But when it's time to get serious, are you equally as involved in the moving forward progress? When I had that dream, I understood that everybody's not meant to drive. 
Everybody, they're just not. Everybody is not meant to be in control, especially in control of you. So when you are maneuvering through life and you are growing up and you are uh, in your relationships, when you are um, at work, understand that leadership is a mind state. Um, it's, it's an idea of being. It's not a title. I don't care, uh, as a parent, I'm not a leader because I'm, I'm the parent. I'm the leader because as I'm learning things, I'm teaching my kids and bringing them like, we're, we're, we're doing it all together at work. I'm not a leader because that's my title. I'm a leader because the idea is I have to work a little bit harder than the regular person, but I have to teach you. That's part of my job description. I have to, I have to be, I have to train you. I'm not in charge of you, but I have to train you. So that makes me a leader. In understanding that I can build what I need to build. And I can see, I can identify that works, that doesn't work. But in order, in order for me to implement it properly, I got to do a complete demolition and reconstruction. And understanding that I have grown emotionally, I have grown as a result to a parent. Uh, I have grown as a result to how I want to maneuver through relationships, both uh, romantic and business. It goes back to the one thing that I always tell you guys, which is you have to be able to sit your ass down and pull out your accountability for the things that you do, for the things that you say. No more resolutions. Let's start reconstructing the way that we are moving through this one life that we are giving. And no matter the darkness, no matter the obstacles, no matter the trials and tribulations, there's always going to be a slither of light. And the moment you see it, you got to get to it. Peace.